People with happy families don't become spies. A bad childhood is the perfect background for covert ops. You don't trust anyone, you're used to getting smacked around, and you never get homesick. Burn notice. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots, I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Lee S's. Last episode, we talked about domestic abuse, focusing mostly on spousal relationships. Today, we are going to talk about adverse childhood experiences, or ACEs. ACEs are a way to measure the likelihood that a person is going to become a screwed up adult in some way. According to CDC.gov, ACEs are potentially traumatic events that occur in childhood. Toxic stress from ACEs can change the brain development and affect how the body responds to stress. And that's the reason why these flags make an impact on how you react to stressors as an adult. According to the CDC who put this specific list together, having three out of 10 of these is considered a high-risk environment. We're going to go over this list of 10 different things fairly quickly. These are pretty much locked in because having a certain percentage of these determines your likelihood that something else is going to happen mental health-wise. And a lot of them are kind of an accumulative thing that build up into being a traumatic experience rather than one single event that may have caused like a PTSD situation. What we mean by the cumulative is physical abuse was present as they were growing up. You don't get an extra point in your ACEs score for having more than one moment of physical abuse. If physical abuse was present, check that box. So the first one is physical abuse. There's also sexual abuse. Emotional abuse. Physical neglect. Emotional neglect. Mental illness. An incarcerated relative. A mother who is treated violently. Substance use in the family. And divorce between the parents. Having a bad environment to grow up in can change your character in a lot of ways. And these are starting points for defining how your character is changed. How they react to stress. If they react to stress by shutting down emotionally... There was probably emotional abuse and or emotional neglect in their childhood. One of the first examples that comes to mind is Harry Potter and how he was treated by the Dursleys. He was a lot more likely to feel abandoned, especially in the summers when he wasn't getting any letters, particularly between book one and book two. And he suddenly thought that everything that he had experienced may have just been a dream, that nobody actually liked him, that nobody actually cared about him. Another interesting example is in The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I watched the Disney version of it for the first time in like decades. And it was interesting to see how the main villain kept control over the hunchback as he raised him. A lot of those childhood experiences that he had changed how he interacted with the world, how he feared the world in a lot of cases. The same could be said of Elsa in Frozen, where she partially on her own locked herself away from the world because she was taught to fear her powers. When suddenly that became public, it was a very traumatic separation from society that caused a lot of problems for everyone. 
And in Where the Crawdads Sing, Pa used to get drunk and beat Ma and all of the kids. So Kia learns to stay out of his way so that he won't beat her. That leads to a lot of her isolation from society because being alone is safer than being with people. As we've said, aces are an ongoing, consistent event that changes the makeup of her brain over time. This is not a single traumatic event. Simba had a single event that formed a lot of his personality throughout adolescence and into adulthood. That was, of course, dad dying. It wasn't necessarily the ongoing abuse that Cinderella suffered under her stepmother and stepsisters. One of the elements that we talked about earlier is divorce. And a lot of people see that as one big event. However, it's the after effects of that, the custody orders and the exchanges and how violent and aggressive the divorce itself was that lasts a long time. That's not a single, okay, we're broken up and now we're separated, but it has a long-term effect on how that child interacts with their parents and with their family. Mom can very easily say to kid, your dad is a terrible person. These are all the terrible things he did to me. And then the kid internalizes that, and not only when he visits dad is thinking mom's words, but he realizes he's half dad, and so he's vilifying himself, even though mom isn't intending to do that at all. An interesting thing to consider as well is that a lot of people fear the emotional abuse, the neglect element of things, so they give their child whatever they want. However, that in itself can be a form of abuse. Because instead of connecting, they're just feeding the child. So there is still a form of neglect there, even if the kid is getting everything that they want. And I will also say that things like beauty pageants can also be very harmful on a long-term effect on your child. Because you're putting value on their external looks and they can have a lot of physical neglect that they then turn on themselves. And it's not just beauty pageants. It can be sports. It can be school, even. And the high-achieving grades and the push to send them off to an Ivy League school. A lot of that pressure to be more, to be better, can be a form of abuse that causes an ace. People with four or more of these aces are considered at risk for a lot of different things. These are the people who are statistically 12 times as likely to commit suicide if they've had four or more of these 10 objects. The list of things that we're talking about are mostly in the three, four plus range. They are more likely to have alcoholism and other alcohol or substance abuse. One of the interesting things I found was they're more likely to have COPD and other breathing issues they're also more likely to suffer from depression. When they're pregnant, there are a lot of complications that come with that, including fetal death, adolescent pregnancy, and a lot of unhealthy habits as they're pregnant. Of course, along with a lot of these other symptoms is a health-related quality of life issue whether that's just chronic illness or the substance abuse or lifestyle choices that have impacted their health, such as receiving STDs. 
You're also going to see a lot more self-harm in the illicit drug use, in the finding a partner and accepting domestic violence. And they're also more likely to perpetrate that violence on the next generation. Because unfortunately, if that's what they grew up with, a lot of people don't know that there's a different way to do things. And maybe they know on an intellectual basis, but in carrying it out, they don't know how to have a relationship without those forms of abuse. If you're writing a child who is experiencing this or an adult who has experienced that, you really have to consider how it changes their view on life and how it changes the way that they interact with society. Like our quote said, people with happy families don't become spies. People with unhappy families have a problem with trust. They have a problem with healthy relationships and actually connecting with people because they've had so much long-term trauma in their life from relationships that it is harder for them to engage. So think about your main character and even your villain and what their defense mechanism is. If they are feeling attacked in a social situation, what do they do? Do they withdraw? Do they make a joke and try to make it funny? Do they attack back? Each of these types of things can be fed by things like emotional neglect. So they're making a joke so that they're getting attention. It's also really interesting to look at this list and with my true crime knowledge, see how many serial killers had a childhood that checked a lot of these boxes where they grew up in a physically abusive situation or a sexually abusive situation or simply a vast amount of neglect. Within the true crime community, there's a big conversation about the nature versus nurture. Obviously, a lot of people who go through all of this turn out to be good, upstanding people. They don't turn out to be serial killers. They learn to find a way to deal with those past traumas and become better. So that's another aspect that you can consider when you're writing a character is have they experienced that? Did they once upon a time act negatively or react negatively? And have they sought help and changed some of that? And I actually read a book recently that talked about that of a main character who really pushed people around him in the stand-up community to pursue therapy because a lot of stand-up comedians go into that because they thrive on making people laugh. But outside of that, they have a lot of other mental and emotional problems. They'll get into substance abuse, kind of seeking the high that they get when they're on the stage. All this is to say that your character is not doomed from the start. Just because they have these things in their past doesn't mean they can't be the hero. In fact, this falls into the respecting the hero even more because they had so much more to conquer than the everyday man would have. They had these internal demons to fight as well as the villain to conquer. So I encourage you to look into these and see if there's any that might apply to your character. Doesn't have to be plot relevant. You don't even have to put it in. Start looking at specific ways that people react when they have certain aces and apply it into your story when you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 